TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. By now you know it's the last Saturday show with the prof and RD. One thing's for sure, there'll only be one more with the prof and RD. Right now, our good pal, Reagan injured, takes his final well, thank you, Skip Denenberg, for that great rendition. <laughs> Ray, we've had a theme song for years, and <laughs> how about that? Skip wanted to do a special one for what is today your final show. Good morning, everybody. He is Ray Dinger. I am Glenn Mack. Now we are at the beautiful WIP Studios at 2400 Market, for what's going to be a little bit of a party for my friend Ray as he announced his retirement, and today and tomorrow are your final shows. 53 years as a writer, columnist, broadcaster, analyst, humorist, uh, opinion leader, agent of change, and all-around good guy. This is, this is a brilliant career drawing to a close, uh, and I can only imagine... How many column inches of wonderful prose you have created over that time, Ray? How many TV appearances? Uh, how many hours behind the microphone here at WIP? Since you began building this station way back in 1988, uh, I do know that you and I have partnered for 21 years, uh, a mere fracture, fraction of your career. Uh, I estimate we've done about 2,500 shows together, and I have enjoyed every single one. So how you feeling, pal? Um, emotional. I mean, this has been a very emotional month. I mean, ever since I made the announcement with you uh, earlier this month that uh, that I was going to uh, retire at the end of at the end of May, uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty overwhelming. The response of people, the um, the emails, the cards, the letters, uh, the phone calls. Um, some from people I hadn't heard from in years, some old high school classmates, uh, old friends, uh, co-workers, uh, and then many of them, I would say even the majority of them, were people I didn't know, I mean total strangers. Uh, and their letters would start, they all start the same way. We've never met, but I feel like I know you. And uh, I guess that's the magic of radio, is that uh, is there's an intimacy there that allows us to connect with our audience in a way that's uh, that's meaningful and lasting. And uh, the fact that all of these folks wanted to reach out and say goodbye has been, uh, has probably been both the best and the worst part of this because it's been the best of, because you know people appreciate you, but it reminds you of what you're leaving behind. And I, you know, I, uh, I feel ready for this, but I, there's no question I'm going to miss it because 
I've loved, I've loved what I've done. Uh, I've loved my career, every aspect of it. And, uh, and I have really, really loved the 20 years of working with you. That, that, that I probably will miss most of all. Well, I appreciate that. It's, it's, uh, it's the hanging around uh, that's, that with you that, that is the part I'm going to miss. All right, listen, we, we, we can't get all lumpy-throated yet. No, no, okay? no, not with, yet, please. Okay. We, have, we have three hours to go. <clears throat> Six. Um, Ray, today's show is, is very simple. Um, in fact, I, I didn't even send you the outline for the show, which, as you know, I normally do. Right. Um, I sent you an outline, I think, that said, show up. <laughs> and today we celebrate your magnificent career and the people you've worked with uh, and sometimes against, the, the lives you've touched, the impact you had. Um, and as we do the show... Um, there's going to be a, a bit of a party going on around us. Some of your friends and family and coworkers uh, are going to be here today, which is which is very nice. Um, uh, and we'll talk to them, and we'll also talk to uh, some of the biggest figures in town, sports and otherwise, as as they reflect on what Ray Dinger has meant to this city. Uh, it's going to be fun. That's uh, going to be fun for me. I think it's going to be fun for you. Before we start. Um, I imagine you being you that, um, and you, you kind of alluded to this, but uh, maybe go into it a little bit more. You did not anticipate the warm embrace and the acclaim that you were going to receive since you announced, announced at the start of uh, this month that this was it. No, no. My wife did. Maria did. You know, Maria said, you know, this is going to be a really big deal. Uh, and I said, no, <laughs> no, it won't. No, it won't. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll get a couple of cards, I'll get a couple of letters, I might get a couple of phone calls, but it's not going to be a big deal. Um, but it has been a big deal. And it's, uh, uh, I, I didn't expect it. Uh, I'm, I'm still a little overwhelmed by it. I mean, if you could see the pile of mail that's on our kitchen table right now. I'm sure your wife's delighted by that. <sighs> yeah, not, no, she's not delighted about that part. But, um, I mean, I've made a, I made a solemn vow uh, that I'm going to answer every single one. I mean, every email, every piece of mail, uh, every package, everything that's come to the house, and it's been a ton in the last month, I'm going to answer every one of them, or certainly try to. I mean, it's going to take me a long time, but I want to answer them all because they are all, each in their own way, they are all so special. I mean, everybody has a story. You know what? It kind of, it kind of reminded me of Tell Us Your Story. Mm -hmm. You know, the point that you made about the idea of why Tell Us Your Story was a good idea. You said everybody has a story. Everybody has a biography. Uh, and everybody that wrote me a letter had some, had some story. It was they met me here or they saw me there or something that I said on the radio they found inspirational. I mean, everybody had a reason to write. Everybody had a story to tell. Uh, and so... Um, it's probably going to take me a while, so folks out there, be patient. <laughs> be patient. I will answer everything. I promise you I will answer everything. But it's been, it's been that much. I mean, it, the volume of it has been much greater than I ever imagined. Well, one of the guests for Tell Us Your Story uh, shares something with you in that he's going to be retiring. And this has been uh, a very big year for announcing and planning retirements uh, among legends Philadelphia. You and Angelo is retiring at the end of the year. At least he says so. I might bet against it, but <laughs> the threat is there. Uh, Jay Wright, surprisingly, stepped down at the end of Villanova's great season. And this gentleman, who, like you, has been a huge part of the media in Philadelphia and was a guest on Tell Us Your Story, uh, said he will be retiring at the end of the year, and he joins us now. Jim Gardner. Jim, thanks so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure, Glenn, and hi, Ray. Hello, <laughs> it's, uh, Jim. <laughs> it's 
good to talk to you. Um, when I think of Ray, if that's what you're asking me to do, <laughs> sure. Um, I would compare Ray in one sense to Dave Roberts in that there's no one around who doesn't like Ray Dittinger. It is impossible not to like Ray Dittinger. And I'm not talking about people who hear him on the radio. I'm talking about people who know him personally or come into contact with him. Uh, it's impossible not to, to like him, to have strong, positive feelings about him. I know of very few people who uh, can say that. And Ray Dittinger is, is one of those few. Wow. You know, I just saw Jim the other day. Uh, Jim received the Cardinal Foley Award uh, for Excellence in Communications from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, and I went to the luncheon. Uh, it was at the St. Charles Seminary. So I was with Jim just the other day, and um, you didn't say anything about calling in today. Was this meant to be a surprise? <laughs> that was, you, kept, you kept the secret very well. No, they just asked me about five minutes ago. So oh, okay. <laughs> that, now that makes more sense. That's not true. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, Ray, um, I was going to invite you to be uh, a member of my uh, uh, soon-to-be-has-beens club, but okay. uh, it, it occurred to me that with the book and, of course, with Tommy and me, you're never going to be a has-been. You're, you're just starting out uh, or in the midst of um, really an extraordinary journey. Uh, and, and for people who don't know about Tommy and me, Boy, they should. And and the fact that you're going into Hershey this year in a huge theater, I keep telling you that, uh, you know, the Broadhurst Theater on Broadway, you know, is, is your next destination. <laughs> uh, you keep saying, no, no, we're never going to Broadway. I'm not so sure that's true. Wow. <laughs> well, that's nice of you to say, Jim. I'm, I, I am extremely excited about taking Tommy and me to Hershey, because Hershey is where that story all began. So to, to, to bring it back to where I literally met Tommy McDonald for the first time and carried his helmet for the first time, uh, to actually be able to go back there and present that story to the audience in Hershey, to me, is, is really going to be a highlight. I'm really looking forward to that. We'll, we'll be doing that in August. Hey, Jim. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Glenn. Yeah. No, go well, ahead. Um, you were uh, very graciously a guest uh, on our Tell Us Your Story feature, oh, what, about six months ago, I'm guessing, something like that, mm -hmm. Soon, very soon after you announced your plans to retire. And, and you have not done a lot of interviews uh, during your more than four decades as a leader in this town, uh, but you are very nice to give it to us, and I think at the time you said that you did it because you have so much respect for Ray. That that accurate? Uh, yeah, not to suggest that I don't have enormous respect for you, Glenn. That's okay. <laughs> I've been listening to you forever, and you know, and and you're special. Uh, yes, I have, you know, tremendous journalistic and and sort of from a, a standpoint of civility and humanity, respect for Ray Dittinger. I've been watching him forever on the Eagles, you know, post game shows, and uh, from a journalistic standpoint, I have great admiration for his ability to be a dispassionate um, uh, uh, analyzer, if you will, of, of something that, you know, is almost primal in this, in this city. And obviously, Ray has as much um, emotional investment in the Eagles' success as anybody whom we know, but he has this ability to sit there uh, without... Uh, too much emotion or, or um, uh, 
he doesn't portray his his emotional investment and tells you what he thinks the Eagles have done well and what they have done poorly. And, uh, you know, that, that comes after decades of professional journalistic experience. But, you know, he brings to that show or has brought to that show, you know, a bit of, uh, of calm and, and dispassion amid, you know, what is such an emotional experience and everybody else is portraying such emotion and, and either jubilation or, or despair. And there's Ray sort of just explaining um, in his inimitable way what happened. And, you know, as, as a journalist, I have great admiration for that. Can I say one thing here, guys? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you have absolutely no reason to remember that my older son, Josh, and I called into your show as, uh, as listeners about 20 years ago. I don't it's somewhere in that area. No, no, we, no, no, had... no. I, I remember it very well because we weren't sure that it was you at first. We thought it was a poseur. <laughs> we saw that a couple, it came up on our screen. Jim Gardner's on the line. I said, oh, yeah, sure, right. Jim Gardner's calling our show. But it was the topic of the day. It was the eve of an Eagles-Cowboys game. And you and I rolled out that old chestnut about what's your favorite, what, give me a great memory of an Eagles-Cowboys oh. game in the past. And you, and I still remember what you said. You said it was the James Willis interception uh, down in Texas with the lateral to Troy Vincent that turned into a 103-yard touchdown. And uh, as soon as you started to talk, I recognized your voice, and we knew the call was legit. But that's what you were calling in about. It was appropriately you were calling in about the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry, which is a very fertile subject in this town. So that's amazing because I asked Josh, who, by the way, I think is in his car driving down from Connecticut to join us with his wife, Caitlin, and his son, Henry, on, uh, for the Memorial Day weekend. And uh, I think he's probably listening. Uh, and I had asked him the other day, uh, do you remember why we called? What was, what was the reason why we called? And he said, Dad, I used to remember. I used to know. But... At 34, I have forgotten. It's unbelievable. Ray never forgets. Ray never forgets. It it is. No, I didn't. Uh, But Ray Ray has a steel trap mind, Jim, that to this day is, it's amazing. Uh, And it's, I I don't know what he's going to do with it in retirement. I'm going to have to call him to remember things that I forget. I know that much. Exactly. Um, Jim, we are losing legends in this town. Well, we're not losing legends. We're losing legends on the public airwaves. I know that you're going to stick around and enjoy your life, but we're, we are going to miss you. You have been a treasure for more than four decades, and, and we're going to miss you. And uh, I want to wish you all the best. And Ray, I'll kind of give you the last word here. For sure. And it was great to, it was great to see you um, at, the, at the seminary the other day. Uh, it was great to see you receive the award, and it was lovely to meet your wife, Amy. I had, uh, I had heard you talk about her, but I had never had the opportunity to meet her and, and her parents uh, until that day. So all in all, it was a great experience, and it's always great to spend time with you. Thanks, Jim. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you got to meet my, uh, my son, Jesse, too. I, he, he met you in a parking lot a few years ago, and Yep. He was just thrilled to, to be able to, to meet you again. Guys, thank you so much. Ray Didinger, you are a, a treasure to, to the Philadelphia area. And, uh, you know, uh, as, a, as a consumer of, of news, I'm going to miss you. But we've become a bit of, you know, a bit of a friend right. uh, in, the, in the last short time. And that has been my pleasure and honor. And I hope we can continue to be that way. For sure. Count on it, Jim. Right, thank you, thank Jim. You. Take care. Thanks, Be well. Guys. All right. We'll talk Bye. to you soon. Wow. You, you and Jim and uh, uh, 
Jay Wright going to hang around at McDonald's, get coffee 6.30 in the morning? That's <laughs> what retired guys do, right? Yeah, what else do we have to do? There you go. Uh, Howard Eskin just wrapped up his show. I know, uh, Howard, you were on with Ray uh, toward the end, but wanted to give you the opportunity as uh, we're asking everybody to kind of maybe give a memory with Ray that you have and uh, wish him well. You know, there's so many of them. There's so many memories because we were around each other so much. I remember, and I'll say this <clears throat> with all love in my heart, Ray was probably the last one out of the press box because he always rewrote and rewrote and re <laughs> rewrote uh, his stories. Am I right, Ray? 100% right. Yeah. I was the last guy out of the press box every bloody night. And I was always there late and would always see Ray there. It doesn't matter what press box it was. It was, it was a lot of them. And um, you always remember, you go back and remember people like that. Uh, by the way, I remember the James Willis interception. I was standing in the end zone because <laughs> it was towards the end of the game. Uh, but there's so many things that you can't, you can't process in a short period of time over Rays. So I've been covering sports here basically since 75, 76. So that's a lot of years. Yeah, so you're, so you're, you're trying to process a lot of things that you've seen and done with Ray. And I, was, uh, I know I'd have fun with Ray and uh, the fun I would have. And I mentioned it. And you're allowed one mistake. Can I, can I mention? Yeah. Go I got to hit a break in two minutes, so okay. tell it fast. Cade McNown. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> Over still hear Donovan McNabb. I still yeah, – and I'll own it. I'll own it. I said I it. It was uh, – I looking at that quarterback crop that was coming out, and I said the best quarterback in this class is going to be Cade McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> I said Donovan McNabb – I mean, he, he can play in the league, but no, if I had to, if I had to pick, it would be Cade McNabb. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it's – but we've had fun. I don't know who named you the godfather of football, but I know after that moment I said he's got to be the godfather of football. I give the credit to Ike Reese. Ike, Ike's the first yeah. one that called me that. Uh, so, uh, but it's, I will say this, it's been a pleasure, it's been an honor, and it's great. Why am I, why am I emotional? Wow, Howard, never it's, saw you uh, choked up there before. It's, it's great to be here on this day. And I'll never say goodbye. All I'll say is I'll see you later. All right. Good and enough. enjoy the rest of your life. Thanks, Howard. Howard thank I appreciate that. Thanks. Take care of yourself, Howard. Yeah. All right. Speedy recovery. <laughs> He's Ray Dinger. I'm Glenn Macnow. It is a special show. We are at the WIP studios uh, surrounded by friends and coworkers. And, Ray, your beautiful family is here. That, that's, I, I see all four of your grandkids here, mm -hmm. your kids, your, your, your in-laws, your wife. Really nice. It really is. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, it's been a wonderful time. It really has. It's going to be a fun day. we got more surprises coming up. Ray and Glenn, 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Go birds. <laughs> when was When was that? <laughs> I don't know. Was that me? That was you. Hold on a second. Moshe, play that again. I want to hear that again. Go Birds. Wow. Could you have said it with less conviction? <laughs> I was obviously saying it under duress. I'm just trying to... I'm just trying... It sounds like a hostage video, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember the circumstances under which I said that. It was, it was obviously some kind of a station promotion that we all kind of had to say that into the camera or something. That's... It's not something. For one thing. Well, you've never been much of a cheerleader. That we know and that we appreciate. Well, here's the other part. I never use the term birds. Yeah, okay. I I mean, people listen to this show. You can never go back in a tape and ever find me calling the Eagles the birds. Never, ever, 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 ever. Because it's not their name. It's not their name. They're the Eagles. They're not the birds. If you want to name them the birds, you should have named them the birds in 1933 when you created the franchise. They're not the birds. They're the Eagles. And it always, and I know it's. It, I feel, I, I, I just, I, people in the city refer to them all the time as the birds. In fact, one person who, use, who calls them the birds all the time, in fact, more than he calls them the eagles, is Governor Rendell. Yeah. I mean, every time he refers to the team, it's, it's, it's the birds. And I always have to call, I always have to sort of stop myself from saying, they're not the birds. They're the Eagles. Yeah. Hey, we can say it to some people, but you can't say it to the governor. See my grandson over there? I see him. He's having a blast. <laughs> He's having a very good time. Well, Ray, we'll find out how else somebody thinks about it. Uh, our pal Mike Quick is here to, is, is here on the phones to wish his best. Mike, do you uh, have a uh, – you ever call him the birds on the air? <laughs> um, I don't know, but I know Ray sounded very uncomfortable calling them the birds. <laughs> 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 sounded like it was a very uncomfortable read. <laughs> Yeah, you, 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 you could certainly hear that, couldn't you, Mike? Yeah. Well, hey, Mike, man. go ahead. You go ahead. I'm just, I'm just happy that I can chime in today just to wish you well and just tell you how much I've appreciated you over the years because um, you're the guy to me. And when I think of Ray Diddy, I, if there's one word that comes to mind, it's respect. Because I respect so much the work that you do. Um, I didn't really... No. When I was a player in the league, um, you didn't really pay attention to all of the people. But as I got out of football and got into doing what I'm doing now, I certainly gained the respect for you. And, um, you know, this hour of talk radio, I always tried to catch. When you and Glenn were on from 10 to 1, that that was my time to try, especially during the season, because – I didn't have the legal pads like you, but I always had my notes. And I could always pick a, pick a little nugget from listening to you on Saturday, something that I could use, something that in my research that I didn't find that uh, I could add to my preparation for games. Um, yeah, man, you're the guy. 
Well, gee, that that coming from you, um, coming from you, that's that's uh, very meaningful, Mike, because I had um, utmost respect for you uh, as a player. You're one of the best receivers I ever saw, uh, and, uh, and and a total pro, uh, a guy that uh, that uh, every every practice, every game. I mean, you you showed up prepared and ready to go, and. Uh, I've often said this, and I think it's true. I, I think that uh, if the if injuries hadn't shortened your career by a couple of years, you, we would all be going out to Canton to see you get enshrined. I mean, I I, I mean, you were yeah. that great a you were that great a player, and I'm I'm so glad you chose to stay in this area, uh, and I'm so glad that you've maintained the visibility and accessibility that you have to the fans to become such a great partner with Merrill all these years. It's it's great to still have you in the game, and, and I've I've really really cherished our friendship. Well, I do, I do appreciate that, and I just feel very fortunate that our time uh, in Philadelphia and covering this team has overlapped because it's, it's greatly enriched, enriched me. Ray, I want to uh, ask you, because uh, I didn't get to see the beginning of Mike's career. I saw the, uh, the great middle and the end. Tell us about Mike Quick when you first saw him come in as a, uh, a first-round draft pick. Yeah, special player. And, and um, I, th- I think everybody, well, Mike has, has told the story, and I know I've told the story multiple times about how he came to be an Eagle, was that um, the Dick Vermeil wanted to draft a receiver from Clemson named Perry Tuttle. And uh, the Buffalo Bills traded up ahead of the Eagles uh, and took Perry Tuttle. And uh, the Eagles were up next, and I know Dick was Dick was saying, "Oh, Perry Tuttle was the guy we wanted." But okay, the number, the next guy on our board is Mike Quick. We'll take Mike Quick. And obviously, <laughs> the NFL and and you know, people have long since forgotten about Perry Tuttle, uh, but they're never going to forget about Mike Quick. And when he came in right away, I'm, I remember thinking, "Man, this guy is really good," you know. Uh, and uh, and it was obvious right away. And he he formed a really good partnership. With, uh, with Ron Jaworski and then again with Randall Cunningham. And over, you know, great players really establish themselves over time. You know, everybody can, you know, everybody can kind of have a good year or a couple of good years, but to be a really great player over the period of time that Mike Quick was, uh, that's, that's the measure of true greatness. And in, and in addition to being what he was on the field, he was a total gentleman, total gentleman off the field. I, um, you know, when I talk about my favorite players, the pa- favorite people I dealt with in this franchise over time, um, it's, a, it's a long list, but there are a few that sit right at the top, and Mike Quick is certainly one of those guys. I just want to get one of the legal pads. When you're all done, you know, you have, you have these, like, storage rooms filled, I'm sure, with these legal pads. I just want one, and it doesn't have to say much. You can just have a little scribble in your name on it. Do you have the Mike Quick draft report? I, I, I still have your scouting report. Oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think that should be framed and hanging in Mike's. I, I was going to say the paper's yellowed by now, but it was yellow when it started. So, but, it, but, it's, but, it's, but it's kind of dog-eared and a little, it's a little scratched over, and there might, be, there might be a Coca-Cola stain in the corners. But, uh, yeah, I still have your scouting report. That's awesome. <laughs> I would just love to see that. <laughs> I gave Barrett Brooks his, and he's got it framed at home. Now you don't have to oh, frame it, right? Mike. You, yeah, you don't, you don't have to frame it. Yeah, just keep it in the desk drawer. But I, I but oh, I will, I, would, I will make a point of getting it to you. I would love to have. Wow. That. By the way, I'm, I'm assuming it was pretty glowing. Oh, it was totally glowing. Yeah, yeah. I, Mike was Mike was a great player in college. He really was. I mean, and, and actually, in in terms of the grades, I had Mike graded higher than Perry Tuttle, but uh, but Dick Vermeil didn't. But it, but <laughs> no. hey, all's, all's, all's well that ends well. You know, Mike Quick wound up coming to the Philadelphia and became one of the great players in the history of this franchise. Well, Ray, I'm, uh, you know, I'm uh, a newly 
well, sec- I have my second grandbaby now, so I understand the sentiment of uh, getting that chance to spend more time with your grandkids because uh, I just love every minute that I have with, with my two granddaughters. So, um, man, best of luck to you in this next chapter in your life and all that you do, and I, I know you're, you're going to still be a presence here. Um, and I know that the, the Tommy and me thing is going to keep you moving forever, and, and I'm happy that I got a chance to see that. Um, and heck, I may even have to go out to see it. But is it just going to three days out there? It's, uh, it's going to be three days in Hershey. Yeah, it's going to be the 18th, 19th, and 20th. And uh, we'd love to have you come out. Ross Tucker, Russ Tucker's coming, and he's going to be the uh, Q&A host on Thursday night. I know you, the Eagles play um, on Sunday that week. They play in Cleveland on Sunday that week. So um, they'll be traveling on Saturday. But if you can come out Thursday or Friday, we'd love to have you. Absolutely. Mike. Well, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to miss this opportunity. It's a golf day for me, but I didn't want to miss this opportunity to just say uh, I really appreciate you and, man, love what you've done with your career and, and much respect. Thanks, Mike. Right back at Ray, you. you rank above golf with Mike Quick today. That's pretty special. <laughs> no, that's... All right, Mike, you can go hit him. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a good All day. Right. Thank right. you, Mike. Thank you so much. There you go. The great Mike Quick. Special, Ray, it is special, uh, special guy. That we guy. are going to have some special people calling, and since we're here, you never know, Ray, who may show up today to wish you the best. Look at that, Ray. Who's in the house? Oh my God, the Philly fanatic! The fanatic is here. <laughs> the fanatic is bowing down, Ray, in respect. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. How about that? Can we? Let's. There you go. There you go. Let's see if we can get him on mic. Oh, yeah, he doesn't ever have much to say. But uh, to broadcast, he is engulfed Ray's head in his snout. <laughs> and apparently it didn't taste all that well. But he is here with us. The Fanatic, he puts it on. Fanatic, so nice of you to join us today. Uh, you've watched Ray whole, Ray's whole career. You must have tremendous respect for the work he has done. Right? Yes. <laughs> i got to read the signals. Yes, he does. He's a good talker. And he's he's a good writer, yeah. He's a good writer. Uh, he's good on camera. Good, yeah. There you go. Oh gosh, my my grandson is delighted with Fanatic. How about that? I think he's suggesting I don't use a cell phone. Oh, he has no cell phone. <laughs> that that is that is that <laughs> he is he's kind of a man of the past. But Fanatic, you you look great. Uh, we're delighted that you're here, uh, and that you've come to uh, to wish Ray well. There you go. Thank you so much. There you go, Ray, the fanatic, wishing all the best. All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna grab a picture or two with him. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking, and we're gonna go to a guest. Fanatic, it is great it is great to see you. But Ray, somebody else is calling in, uh, an old running mate of yours. You got oh, you got the headphones on. Uh, your pal, Bill Bradley, from back in the wild man days of uh, yours. Uh, no more. Bill, I, I am told that you and Ray back uh, in, during your heyday with the Eagles used to close some bars downtown. Is that correct? Uh, it might have happened a couple of times. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> There's a possibility. <laughs> well, these were back in, in South the- Philly and in the in the in in, in, in Center City and South Philly. Well, these were back in the days when, 1970, when I first started covering the team, uh, and Bill was only in his second year. So we were, uh, Billy and I were the same age, uh, and we had similar tastes in music, we had similar tastes in movies, we had similar tastes in, uh, um, 
women, I suppose, and uh, so uh, so we would so we so we would occasionally uh, go out on the town now and again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who was playing well, wingman? Oh no, B- B- Billy was Billy was way ahead of me. Billy Billy oh, was yeah right. No, Billy Billy was Billy was very strong. Billy played the, the I'm just a poor I'm poor little boy from Texas up here in the big city, and that worked all the time. <laughs> what? Yeah, I have to admit, Ray Ray sometimes was a great front man for that. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so Ray, so let me see if I got this right. Ray was, and Ray was very good looking back in the day. I think we can, we can agree on that, right? And Ray kind of uh, brought the... Well, I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's okay. handsome. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and he kind of brought the sincerity, innocent guy thing, and you used that. Well, we don't need to go further. <laughs> no, Bill was... Um, I Bill and I... We went out. We, 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 we went out a lot. I mean, Billy lived. Billy lived downtown. Billy was living downtown at the time. Uh, he was living at what was then, what was what was then called the Ben Franklin Hotel. It's right. It's right like around Eighth and Market Streets. And so he had the whole sort of city at his feet. And he was and and listen, Bill was a was a great player. I mean, he was he was a, he was an all pro player on a team that wasn't very good. So the best thing happening football wise in Philadelphia was pretty much watching Bill Bradley intercept passes. And I got to and I got to hang out with him at night. It was really fun. Uh, that's go great. That's great. That's great. Well, Bill. Well, the best, uh, the go best ahead. Thing about Ray, the best thing about Ray is you could trust him. Yes. And he was he was always first class about things and he knew how to tell stories without incriminating anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Ray. Any thoughts? No. Well, um, I. I Back back in those days, the you, you, we as reporters had a lot better access to the players than the, than the press does today. Locker room isn't even open anymore. Uh, back in those days, we we practically lived in that locker room, so we got to know these guys, and you know, and I built up relationships with some of these guys, and you know, they would tell me things, but they'd say, "Hey, listen, I'll tell you, but that's off the record." And I always respected that. I never violated the trust of a player. If he told me something, look, you should probably know this, but don't quote me on it. I honored that, and for that for that reason, I tended to have a pretty good relationship with most of the guys. And you know, the, the relationship I had with Billy was really special because it was it was really good professionally. But we also had a we also had a relationship that went off the field that was really a lot of fun. That is great, Bill. I'll give you a last word before I got to hit a break here. You got it. Oh, you talking right. to me to say something last? <laughs> All right, no, no problem. That's not the- that's not the first time me and, and some of my cronies have come in so far in last that it doesn't matter. <laughs> Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. I know I appreciate it. Really, let me just say this. Ray is one of the nicest and the best friends, uh, along with being a good human being. And, and his, his tenure there and my tenure there was just fantastic for me. And uh, like Ray said, we did live in Center City and around Rittenhouse Square and 22nd and Spruce and, and all over the place. And the Ben Franklin Hotel. I happened to live there at that point in time with another player. I picked him up at the airport when he was drafted in the first round by the Eagles. His name was Jerry Sizemore, and we're still great friends today. And I just want to say Ray is just one of the best human beings that I've ever come across in sports, period, whether it be a player, an interviewer, or a friend. That's great. Thank Bill. you, Billy. I, I love you, man. Take care. Thank you so much. Well, there you go. That's nice. He was a great nice. guy. He was a great guy, and he, and he was one hell of a football player. All right. You get a little choked up with these, right? I see it. Yeah, well, I mean, who, <laughs> it's a little hard not to. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break. You gather your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Have somebody on site who wants to say hi to you. Okay. 
It's Ray Dinger and Glenn Mack now. Uh, Ray and I are together today and tomorrow, and uh, today is, uh, is a festive party, which is why you're, uh, you're laughing. Well, it sure, sure became a party when the Fanatics showed up. Yes, it did. That was great. Uh, Ray and Glenn on 94 WIP. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hi, Ray Didiger. We've already said a lot about how much we love you, but we wanted to say it one more time. Thank you for all the great years of service to WIP and to our show. Now here's Rhea and Al. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. I'm already missing you because now I have to figure out who I'm going to get as brilliant every Monday at 7 a.m. after an Eagles game. And I know it's going to be difficult. Love you. Have a great retirement. Thanks, Ray. They told me you're retiring. When did this happen? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Good luck in, the next, in your next career here, which I think will be great. Ray, congratulations. <laughs> well, it's nice somebody told Al. <laughs> the uh, the morning crew signed a retirement card. Best wishes, happy retirement card for me. Jonesy signed it, and take Al with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray, we have a special guest right here, uh, Fran Dunphy, who is gosh now the coach of LaSalle men's basketball, uh, completing his lifelong tour of the Big Five, uh, and. This is uh, this is special, I know, for you, and it's special for me, because Ray, you're such a huge Big Five fan, and have always been. And I mean, you you knew Fran when he played. I sure do. Um, I was um, I was working at the Bulletin then. I had just uh, graduated from Temple, and I was new to the Bulletin, and um, that was when the uh, they had they had a great team at LaSalle. They had a great great team at LaSalle. I mean. I know Villanova's won their national championships, uh, and St. Joe's had some great years under Jack Ramsey. Um, but there are people, long, long, long time uh, Big Five fans, who will tell you the best team that ever played in the city was the LaSalle team that Fran Dunphy was on. I think they were 23-1, and one, uh, but because uh, they were suspended by the NCAA, they were not allowed to go to the postseason tournament. But they were... They were, a, they were a fun team to watch, and they were a great team. And Fran Dunphy was a big part of it. Fran, give us uh, kind of, you know, when, when you uh, first met Ray uh, and maybe a, a sense of your relationship uh, over the years with the great Ray Didinger. Uh, well, we go back pretty far. Uh, Hold on, we got to get Fran's mic on. Okay, uh, go ahead. We go back pretty far, actually. My father took my brother and I to Ray's Tavern. Uh, on a bus uh, right? for the Eagles game to go watch Adrian Burke and Pete Pihos and with a whole bag full of peanuts and maybe a, uh, a wetted down hoagie from the oily oil that was hanging out there. So that's how far back we go in southwest Philly. You were one of the Rays bar crew. I, I mean, I was a young kid. Did you know this? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. yeah, we have talked about this a little bit. And then... Uh, a few years back when Tommy and me got started, Ray was nice enough to, to ask me to be on one of those uh, post-play uh, analysis, which was awesome for me to do that and talk about the, the Eagles and his relationship with Tommy McDonald. And 
Uh, and then I, I made mention to Ray, he, he wrote a piece on his grandfather, and the last line of, of that piece is, is, is about as emotional as I get. And he talked about his grandfather and what he meant to him. And so those kinds of exchanges are the things that I remember about Ray Didinger and always will uh, because of his humanity, his empathy, his character, and his integrity. He's had an unbelievable career in him. Happy to be a, happy to have been in the same city and watch it grow and and blossom and be as uh, good as it could possibly be. Fran and I, um, well, we go we do go way back. We do go way back. We do go back to Woodland Avenue and Ray's Tavern and the bus rides to the stadium. Uh, and Fran and I have very similar roots at Franklin Field. I mean, he was a double E section double E guy, same as we were. So we have all that history. Uh, and then I had the opportunity to cover him as a player, and he was a really good player, really good player. I mean, he was the he doesn't talk about it, but I mean, he was the MVP of the Quaker City tournament. I mean, it was I mean he was that good a player, uh, and a part of a great team at Villain at LaSalle. Uh, and then has gone on to become the winningest coach in the history of the Big Five. But we actually played football against each other. We actually played Get football. No, we did. We played football. I, I, want, I want Fran to go first on this. This yeah? is the Delco Rough Touch League that we we toiled in for a few years, and, and it was just great fun. After a, a crazy Friday night, early Saturday morning, guys getting the testosterone on, and it was it was just tremendous. We had a great time. Can I get a scouting report on this guy? He was a he was an outstanding rusher, as I recall. That's what I recall. Yeah, then Delco League, they switched me to defense. <laughs> they made me. I was, sort of, I was sort of Jason Babin before Jason Babin. <laughs> Didn't pay much attention to the run, just went no. after the quarterback. No, but Dunf, but Dunf played, and, and he's right. All the games were played on Saturday mornings. The guys were either drunk or half hungover. Uh, and it was, gave you an advantage. It gave me a big advantage, at least initially. I was the one sober person on the field. Um, but, it, I mean, it was, I mean it, when they called it rough touch, it Fran, was, it, was, it was rough touch. I broke and, my jaw. And Fran, Fran got his jaw broken in that league. Is that right? Yeah. Not one of my proudest moments. Wow. Okay. And so, Ray, you have, you know, obviously over the last few decades, as Fran went on to excel as a coach locally, you had the opportunity to write about that uh, because, as I said earlier, you always cared deeply about the Big Five. Loved it. Loved it. I, um, I mean, it was, and you talked to almost any sports fan in this city that has any kind of history. Um, one of the things, one of the best things about being a sports fan in Philadelphia, and I guarantee you, somebody right near the top will set off Saturday doubleheaders at the Palestra. I mean, it was it was it was magical. You walked into that building, you never knew who was going to be playing. It was uh, it was great. I mean, sometimes they usually one of them was a Big Five game, and then the other one might be the you know the first game might be you know Villanova St. John's or or, or LaSalle Niagara. I mean, they were really really good games, and there was usually a Big Five component to it. And the place was packed, and it was rocking, and they had the rollouts, and they had the confetti and the streamers. Uh, and it was, you know, I mean, it, and it wasn't just a Philly thing. I mean, we kind of cling it, we kind of hold it precious to us because it was. But you talk to national basketball writers, national basketball people, they will tell you that the Palestra was a special place. And that was a special era of basketball in this city. And, you know, and Fran was, was a big part of it. He was a big part of it as a player. Uh, and then, uh, you know, his career as a coach, starting out as an assistant and working his way up. And now, how fitting that at this point in his life, he goes back to the place where it all started, LaSalle. Yeah, I'm, I'm just appreciative of Ray's feeling about it. And, and it's, that's a lot of what uh, the, the Philadelphia sports writers were all about. And they all treated us so well, either as a player or as a coach. And, 
uh, he's, he's from that school of thought that you, you respect people first and and that's why it was so successful, I think, the, the relationships that we all had. So, and even in those days, when it wasn't filled, when it wasn't filled you thought it was because the action was great and the, the sounds were great and the streamers were great, all those things. So. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, what, a, what a special guy Fran is. When he was coaching at Penn, I mean, he like literally had the keys to the palestra, okay? He, he literally had the keys to the palestra. And we in the media, the, the sports media, we used to have pickup basketball games. And we would play every Wednesday uh, at lunchtime, we'd pick up basketball. And Fran would schedule the Penn practices around our pickup games. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's the varsity coach at Penn. That's his gym. But it was always like, no, no, we'll, no, we'll practice. We'll either practice before or we'll practice after. But you guys, that hour, that's yours. I mean, that. I mean, who else does that, right? Yeah, that's great, uh, Fran. Let's let's wrap with um, kind of your thoughts on the legacy that Ray Dinger has here in Philadelphia. Well, just the class and dignity that he carried himself with, and the, and obviously the the things that he wrote were impeccable but they were always respectful and that's the thing that I will always remember and and that's why I love the guy and, and loved his work and, and appreciate who he is for his humanity it's as good as it gets pretty nice Fran Dunphy we wish you uh, all the best and continued success in his races you're you're a mensch you're a hell of a guy and it's I, I appreciate that you came down for this I know you have a busy schedule and um, it's great to see you. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All the best, Ray. All right. well, good luck for you. Good thanks. luck to you. All right. We are going to take again. a break here. we got two hours left of this, Ray. You going to be able to handle all this adulation? I don't know. All right. Anyway. Special I made it through one hour. That's some, more than I thought. Some special guests coming up in the second hour. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 